What's up? It's Peapod here with uh, On The Radar Podcast, a new podcast where I uh, interview bands, and uh, it's produced by Steven Worsler. Dude, you sound like Kronk from The Emperor's New Game. Yeah, that's a, that, who was voiced by Patrick Warburton. Yeah. All right. And, and anyway, thank you, Caleb. But I am Peapod, and welcome to episode three of the On The Radar Podcast, the podcast that covers music coming to, through, and from the Northwest Ohio region. Uh, my producer is Steve Worser. We're in the master bedroom at the Collingwood Arts Center. We're very excited for this episode. These four kids are from Temperance, Michigan, and we're gonna. We are already off the rails on this episode, which is great. I love it already. This is Silver Age, gentlemen. How are we doing? Wonderful. Great. Good. Good. I, I liked. I liked your faux Patrick Warburton impression of me, Caleb. Thank, Thank you. you. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band. Me. All right. Uh, my name is Caleb Pulaski. I play bass. I'm Drew. I play the guitar. Uh, my name is Jared Spindler. I play the drums. I'm Evan, and I play the guitar and sing. Thank you so much for uh, doing this, guys. It's been uh, you guys are just really, really talented, and I'm very glad that you guys can uh, swing by and uh, hang out and do this. And it's been a lot of fun. You guys are just off the the day that uh, we're, when we're recording this. You guys just wrapped up a mini tour with the band Backpacks. Tell me how that went. It was awesome. We had a super fun week. Uh, unfortunately, Jared wasn't, wasn't able to there. go with us, but we had our friend Jake Weber from the band Into the Wild uh, fill in. And Tremendous we, photographer, by the way. Oh, yeah. Amazing. He's amazing. He took pictures of the tour, which are on his website. So if anyone wants, And he made, also made a cool video of, of the week. Um, so, yeah. But, no, we had a really good time. Uh, we met a, a lot of cool people, played a lot of sweet shows. And, yeah, pretty much went well. It was a little stressful um, yesterday in the last day because some vehicle trouble that Backpacks ran into. We actually had to ca- cancel our Akron date. Um, but other than that, one small thing, it was pretty awesome. A lot of good memories. Where did you guys go? Uh, we went to Toronto, New York, Philly, Vermont, Vermont. And that was, that was it. Yeah, that was. Yeah, we had to cancel the Akron. Yeah, we canceled and Akron, then, and then we spe- we spent a day or a night in Pittsburgh, but there was no show, just on an off day. You're just hanging out. Yeah, we We're, have a show tonight too, as well in uh, Northville. Technically, that's the last. Yeah, technically, show this of the is tour. tonight's the last night. Right, I should be at that one also. I'm Excellent making a guest appearance. Just guest, guest appearance <laughs> in your own band. Yeah. <laughs> where was uh Where was the one place that you were really excited to play, or what you had the most fun playing at? Or just in general, because you guys have done a handful of tours around this area, part of the country. So where was the, the, the best place that you played, like, to date? Um, my opinion would be we played a, a house venue in Philly called JJ's Diner. And it's, was it an actual diner? No, no it was it's just, just like a house. It's just a house. It's actually Philly. a Parks and Recreation. Oh, oh yeah. yep. It actually um, used to be a house that Modern Baseball lived lived in. 
for a period of time, and then um, a couple of girls moved in, and they, like, run the house as a venue, and it's super cool. They're super nice people, and, yeah, it's awesome. They took us on, like, a fantastic tour the next day of just, like... Of Philly. Of Philly, like, everywhere. We went to so many, like, shops and spent way too much money. But it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was home and was sad because I wasn't there. Aw. But definitely JJ's Diner in Philly. Did they serve waffles? In the morning, they made us French toast. Yeah, oh, they did. French toast the... and hash browns. And hash browns. Okay, yeah. well, I, I, that was the perfect opportunity to sell waffles. If you're if you're a Parks and Rec fan, you would you would understand the reference. That. Well, what about you guys? What, wherever the best place, or even anybody. Who, who else has a, 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 a one, an experience that uh, you thought was a favorite from touring? Uh... Not really touring, but like every house show we play, like always, just seems like a ton of fun. Oh yeah, we played a <laughs> we played a show in the basement. Oh no, the barn show that I got yelled at by. Oh yeah, the very last barn show that Missing in Cincinnati ever did. Oh, I heard about that. That was a good one. Jared got yelled at because uh, apparently he was stealing the fame. During, yeah. like, the last song before it got shut down, he, like, stole the mic and sang, like, oh, all I of Sugar We're Going Down. steal the mic. <laughs> Nathan Randolph looked me in the eye and was like, get up here. And I was like, okay. And then I got yelled at because I apparently... Yeah, by Nathan <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, that but... Awesome. <laughs> well, that's an important part of the story. Yeah, Nathan Randolph's mom yelled at me for uh, stealing Missing in Cincinnati's last, like, last moment time. ever. So I killed Missing in Cincinnati. Sorry, guys. Way to go. <laughs> Good job, Jared. Thanks. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about the beginnings of the band. This band originally was Ryan started the fire. Am I correct? Yes. Don't I guess. You're a little a little bit. There was the, the it began as it, that. Yeah, it started as that. We changed our name. We got new members. We like to think that we're completely separated from that now, but it is what it is. All I'm right. glad it happened. So yeah, Ryan started the fire was all right. You could say it's cool. like a prologue. Yeah, you have to yeah. make was the bad music band. for a period yeah. of time before you can make good music. So we're still making bad music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll get there. I'm just saying we'll it. get there eventually. But we're, we're at steps. like semi decent now, yeah. and then we're just gonna move up. Say we're at like 75. percent Hey, yeah, that's not bad. That's good. We're that's like a C. There. Yeah, that's passing, right? It's yeah. like my pre-calc grade right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about how the beginning of Silver Age uh, went about. Um, so basically, like you said, Ryan Star of the Fire was a couple dudes named Alex and Jake, and then me and Drew, um, and then we decided that we just wanted to take it a little bit more seriously, because Ryan Star of the Fire was just kind of more of like a, just a silly fun band that we all just like goofed around a lot in, and the actual musical content wasn't very serious, and we decided that like, we we were getting older, we just wanted to try to make more serious music because we enjoy making music and enjoy being serious about it. So, um, yeah, we made our name Silver Age, wrote a new like EP and released it called Somewhere Along the Lines. Um, yeah, then we changed members a few times, got a little better, and here we are. Should I like tell the short story of how Caleb and I began? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so um, uh, my... I had a, I don't know where to start. This is weird. So I went to a youth group and there was a girl at the youth group that was really good or that knew Evan and Drew decently well. And I got a message on Twitter at like three o'clock in the morning saying, hey, Evan and Drew's band needs a new drummer. And I know that you play drums. Hit him up. 
go play drums for him and I texted Evan and then the next day he texted me back and then I tried out and then I joined Silver Age. I always like to say the real beginning of Silver Age wasn't the name change but really when Caleb and Jared joined because this is like the lineup that we've like locked in as what Silver Age really is. What 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 is Silver Age then? Like what is really Silver Age? Um if this is if this is the like the locked in group, then what is then what is it about? Best buds making music. Yeah. yeah it's really just like cuz a lot of our songs we just kind of write about whatever we're going through or like life stuff that we have going on. It's just And we're all really different musicians, so just it's good to all have all of our friendship and then all bring that together and have like our different musical influences blending together to just make it really what it is because if if I were to write an entire song all the way through it would sound different than like when we come together to write a song because Jared's going to do something a different drum part than I could think of and like vice versa for guitar and bass and stuff like that so that's what it is, I think. Just all of our uniquenesses together. What are the influences? Like, what are each everybody's influences that kind of almost, um, not necessarily come together, but also could be, um, I can't think of the word right now, um, could be dissonant from each other. Like, your influences may be different from, like, maybe Caleb or Drew or, like, it's something that, you know, while not this in the same realm, brings something, that style, into the band. Well, does that make sense? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, totally. Yeah, no, okay. totally. Okay. I think we all like similar music, but like I know Jared hard is a hardcore kid, so he's yeah. been listening to like heavy music. I love like hardcore and like all that metalcore stuff, like the fast double bass. That's why in a lot of our songs, it's just it doesn't sound like I should be in a pop punk band, and like the drumming definitely is different from a lot of other stuff. But we make it work, and I feel like it's just one of the things that sets us apart is we're not like genre oriented. Like, we just write what we enjoy and what we think sounds good. And if something sounds bad or, like, we're trying too hard to force something into something that we're not, we just scrap it and start over and make something awesome. Hearing the different albums, jumping between somewhere along the lines in 2014, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear in 2015. And also, you recently just jumped on a uh, various artists compilation called A Comprehensive Guide to to Save Your Generation Records. And you can really tell kind of the difference in the growth um, from that music. One of the songs on that compilation album, Camp Lady, really enjoyed, by the way. Like when I first when you had, when I first heard it, it blew my mind because I've heard some of your older stuff and some of our past work that I've had you guys on on radio work and everything. And then coming into here in 2017 and hearing that song just blew my mind. Tell me a little bit about Camp Lady and also that compilation album, if you if you can. Um, the Camp Lady we wrote really easily together. Uh, it was just like an old riff that I had, like that beginning like part, and then we just like built all around it, like coming together. It worked out super well. Um, and we just wanted to do something different, I guess. Uh, like Caleb was saying, not necessarily sticking ourselves to a genre. One thing we have to do. So yeah, that's how we got that. And then with Save Your Generation on the compilation, original our original plan was to just put it out on a split with I th- with originally I think it was going to be backpacks, backpacks yeah, just backpacks. them and us. But then uh, they they work with Save Your Generation. Their last um, EP, Still Life, was put out through Save Your Generation. Is that a label or is that a yeah, group or it's okay. a label just like run from 
where's Michigan? Based um, off somewhere in Michigan. Yeah, I actually don't know the exact location, but I know uh, Tony Pacheco. I think that's how you say his name. He uh, he's the like founder of it, and he does he actually does a lot of really cool things for like bands and stuff. Like we're not even signed to them, and he has gone like above and beyond for us, like helping us out with these yeah. songs. And that got released on vinyl, didn't it? Yep. That's yep. that's cool. You can pre-order it still. Uh, I think they're getting shipped out uh, like the first week of May. Okay. Actually. Is it weird seeing some of your own music on, on vinyl now, with us, especially with the vinyl resurgence? I can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Does anybody know if it's just on plain black or is it a like color vinyl? I think it is plain black. I always, I always feel like that's kind of like if we're doing like a resurgence of vinyl, I understand like price wise and everything yeah. like that. But I just feel like I feel like let down a little bit when it's not anything unique. Exactly. Even even if it's like a Coke bottle, you know, uh, pressing with like that little green like see through. Like let's let's do something. I just feel like now we're in an age where we can do a lot more cool things. With like, and back in the day when vinyl was first put out, you it it had to be pressed on black. It was it was unheard of to do anything beyond that. So I feel like in 2017, more things should be on different styles of vinyl. I agree. I have me and Caleb have a crazy vinyl collection at our apartment. So yeah, I wouldn't when it is just black. It it, it can't be. It depends. It definitely depends on the album and the artist too. Because like sometimes when you just like an old Beatles record oh, yeah. or Sometimes. something like oh, that. Yeah. When you pull it out and just see that clean black, you're like, classic. Yeah, yeah classic. It, it yeah. makes sense, like, on some of the older stuff. But, like, I, I, one of my most recent purchases was uh, the new Bruno Mars album, 24 Karat Magic. And I was thinking, and first off, A, that's a phenomenal album if you have not heard that yet. And B, I feel like on that, and especially with the theme and, like, how, uh, how he is as an artist and everything, you would think it would be more flashy instead of just plain black. That's just yeah, that's just I mean, me I guess, Yeah, that would, I would want that too. I, mean, I guess that is a completely different like album's called Twenty Four Karat Gold. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, making that gold album. <laughs> right. Yeah, make make it do make it do something. Yeah. Uh, this song is Camp Lady, and we just recently put out a music video for it on the internet.
you were talking about before with touring and you've done some tours before you ran into issues well with backpacks breaking down their van what are some of like the tips or preparations that you want to either give people who are trying to tour or just like do's and don'ts of touring um bring anything that you might think you need whether you you think you need it or not like tools and if you're going to go out of the country, make sure you have your passport before you leave the house. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand to guilt right now because uh, I, we drove all the way to Detroit on last Friday to meet backpacks at like 10 in the morning. And uh, we got all the way there and we were like a quarter mile from the bridge to Canada. And we're sitting there and we we're like, wait, I like I started looking around. And I was like, hold on, guys, I got to find my passport real quick. And then like. After about five minutes of looking around, I was like, yeah, it's not here. So we had to drive all the way back home to our apartment, and we found it, dude, obviously just sitting on a table because a I'm plate. an idiot. Under a plate, yeah. And uh, then we drove all the way back and just hightailed it straight to Toronto. I mean, we were, we were like... We were like an hour late. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, if you don't know how far away from Detroit to Toronto is, it's not too far of a drive, but... You know, from this area where we're at to Detroit, it's like maybe an hour. It doesn't seem that far, but you're getting almost to the border to Canada and have to hightail it back is yeah. is a little rough. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Drew? Uh, uh, what, what would you recommend or do's or don'ts uh, of touring? Save your money before you go because yeah. you're not going to yeah. be able to work while you're gone. So you need yep. to have all that money that you can for like gas, food, even like hotel rooms if you need to. Yeah, and an- another big thing, too, that backpacks did a lot more than us, but, like, they would buy kind of groceries, and then they would make, like, sandwiches when they were hungry or, like, have, like, other food rather than having to stop at, like, McDonald's every 10 yeah, like, miles. bring food you know? with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> Steven's uh, <laughs> <Steve's> laughing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Caught me off guard. You guys are still new in music. Even though you have you've done a lot more things that you know some artists from this area have not done, where do you hope to see in the future when it comes to either bands or venues? And also added with that question, where outside of this area that you were really impressed with when it came to like bands or venues or you know preparation or you know musically from others? So. I'll split that question in half, and so because that was that was kind of a loaded <laughs> yeah, question. I can't remember the okay, first thing so you asked. So the first half is, wh- where do you want to see around here musically, whether it comes to either bands or music or venues or anything you would like to see in the future? And then and then with that, obviously, if you have an example from outside of here, what would you like to see that they did that that really impressed you? I don't know. Toledo's music scene is pretty nice. Like there, there's a lot of people that come to the shows, and there's a lot of bands in this area that are actually really good. And like, there's shows all the time, and people actually come out. And like, I mean, you don't see that a lot in other places. Yeah, I I used to be really like kind of like uh, the Toledo scenes. Like, and eh, it's okay. Like, I I didn't like to be completely honest. I didn't really like it, and I wanted. I like. I was like, man, I wish we were somewhere else. But like, as a uh, we've gone on as a band and as we've played outside of this area, we've started to realize like Toledo's nice. Like 
I we have friends in Detroit and like uh, Grand Rapids and like other areas where you totally think there'd be like a big bustling music scene. It's so easy to play shows and get and get fans and stuff like that. And they say it's like the hardest thing in the world because like bands like almost pit each other against each other. Or yeah, and uh, it's like in Toledo, I feel like that's not there. Like everybody is kind of trying to support each other, and uh, it's really cool. It's like a big music family. One thing I definitely think would be cool to see in Toledo would be um, to have more people in bands throwing shows or hosting shows. So DIY having, stuff? More DIY uh, instead of just like venue ticketed shows for sure because um, every house show we've ever played, you have friends come out, you know, it's a way more relaxed environment. I think you can get a lot more people out to like enjoy the music instead of just like being there for like being at a bar or like something like that yeah and i think house shows are definitely a good way to get your name out there a lot better than going to actual venues where people would have to pay to get in because like like there's like your friends all go to your house show and you all like the same music and you would find bands of music that you like so you can show your friends other bands like of that genre i liked what you said before about you poured your heart and soul into this music is there a song that you have done that has either been released or not released that that is almost like a proper representation of yourself or like that really hit home for you while writing it or while making it? I feel like all of us kind of have our own songs that we've written lyrically and stuff that mean a lot to us. I would say lyric, um, well, like just in general, like music that or a song that I've really like poured a lot out into is either like visions, like I was saying before, or, uh, another song mellow me out that we have in the works right now. That's, uh, I'm not going to say soon, but like we're planning on it's it rips. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but and with Camp Lady kind of I feel like the lyrical part in that is kind of something that everyone <laughs> everyone can relate to cuz it's like watching someone in your life just completely like kind of throw you off the bus and kind of just leave you in the dust and it sucks and it happens to just about everyone I think. So it's a relatable song. It means a lot. Drew was upset because I think, was that your answer? No, he skipped me. He looked at me and said, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm it's sorry. fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, for me, I guess I would have to say the song World Turned Blue because it's about losing, losing someone that you hold close to yourself. Um, Me? I say negativity. I, I had to think for a second, but definitely negativity because that song I wrote when I was just like, super down in the dumps on myself for just like a few months and just couldn't like get past my own thoughts to have the effort to like accomplish anything I wanted to do and then I just sat down wrote that song and got the lyrics pumped out in like less than 10 minutes because it just it just like just flew flew through me and felt so right and so yeah definitely that song helped me grow as a person in a weird way what's currently in in the works right now with Silver Age, you you spoke a little bit before about the you know coming up. No, I obviously there's no timetable, but you know what are you working on in this half of 2017? Um, I would say the biggest thing that we're working on is just like playing shows, uh, spreading them out uh, as far as ways we can, and as far as writing goes, we're we're not trying to make it like a big deal, but we are like trying to work on new stuff. Yeah, we're, and, uh, we're slowly writing another EP that we plan <coughs> we plan to start recording this year for sure. Yeah. And we're not going to put a 
timestamp on it or anything because it's still in the works. But I mean, but in the meantime, just play better shows and mm-hmm. continue to play as many shows as we can. And the songs that we've written, I think we can all agree, like the ones that we just let happen naturally rather than forcing them are the ones that we end up loving a lot more. Yeah. And yeah. that just turn out a lot better than the ones that we're like, oh, we have a set time. We got to get this done. Yeah. And so that's why we're kind of taking a more relaxed approach with this. Uh, the songs we're writing right now. Quality over quantity. Sure. Is that is that why that like all the music out right now from you guys are are EPs instead of like a full album? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, it well, yeah, because <laughs> that's just a hard thing. Right. The the first one was just because like that's what we had. We were young when we did it. We just wanted to change our name, get it out, get something out there. But with objects, that was like the formation of the band. Like I said, with all four of us together. So like we were like, well, this is our band now. This is what we're gonna be. We need to release music as this, so we can represent what we are now. And during that time was what Objects is. So we wrote those songs, but not this necessarily in um, in the, um, or the relaxed way that we're trying to go for now is kind of just like, let's write this many songs so we can go record them. And maybe towards the end of like the writing process before we recorded, we were a little rushed on it. And it, it turned out awesome and we're all proud of it, but like we just feel like we could do better. So that's kind of what the newer songs have been. So you just want to try to put something out as best you can, and if it becomes a full-length album, it does. If it doesn't, you know, you just roll with it. Yeah. I think the next one will be an EP, but if if it feels good and we're flowing out songs, then maybe, who knows, it could be an LP. It's got to vibe it out. Was there ever a song that you heard or you done or you didn't do uh, that you wish you had some sort of influence on? I know that's like, like kind our of like, own song, like, or, it, like uh, in in general. You, you ever hear a song and you're like, "Why didn't I think of that?" E- or why every did song ever? I know that's kind yeah. of like anybody, any musician can think yeah. of that, you know. But is there something that hits it hits you? Like, is there a song that really hits you in general uh, when it comes to just feelings? Not necessarily just your music, but just like your guilty pleasure song or a song that represents you just musically. Hmm. Every song on the window room by Secret Space. <laughs> For real though, Steve's I'm, probably cracking up in there. But <laughs> give it that plug. <laughs> yeah, but really, um, in <laughs> in uh, in all honesty, though, like I mean, I would have to agree with Evan. Like Secret Space and and Dean and Steve and uh, I'm sorry, I forget uh. Zach. Zach. Zach, yeah. Um, they're all like amazing musicians, and like the Window Room is actually a fantastic album. It is a really fantastic album. I'd be a liar if I said <laughs> uh, I didn't bananas. like it. He's just like Steven freaking out right <laughs> He's now. He's going bananas in there. He's <laughs> going banana sandwich in there. It's that is a really good album, and and I'm lu- I'm lucky that we're working with uh, with Steve on this because I couldn't do this without him. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, almost on every podcast. I I this is nothing. This is just an idea without Steve. So I'm glad him and also Dean helped out with the intro and everything on this. So sh- showing some love for the uh, for that. Anybody else got anything to add on that on that subject? Like, is there a, is there like a band or an artist or a song that you just you've always like you're always wowed when you listen to it. Brand new, probably for me. I love brand new. I think they're always like doing something different, and no matter what they write, it's like I mean, you could listen to like one album by them, and you get like a whole entire mix of emotions and uh, styles from the songs, and I just love it. I love bands like that. 
Uh, for me, I'd say a band called Balancing Composure. Oh, which one? All Just of all of it? All, all of, of, all of Balancing Composure? I think all their albums are great. That's, that's definitely a band like that... Only, um, boundaries for, only Boundaries for Balancing Composure. That's that, a sick act. That's a band that... That's, that's, a, that's a band that I'd like to try to get on here. Write that down, Steve. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is Balancing Composure. And I never realized... I interviewed them once for the radio version of this show. And I never put two and two together. Because it was at the time where... I was working with uh, I was working with a booking company here in Toledo, and like they had they they told they always would tell me like who I should uh, interview like hey we have these guys coming in and sometimes I will I will reach I will like listen to the music before I come in and then sometimes I just I just don't because of time reasons and everything Balance and Composure was one of those bands that I just I did not listen to or didn't click with me right away and then later like a couple of years later. I got more and more hip to balance and composure. And then I realized, holy shit, I interviewed them and it just never, it never clicked with me. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, that, and oops, sorry. No, go I didn't ahead. mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it was when we, cause we actually opened for balance composure last time they played in Toledo. And I like, I had listened to them before a couple times and I just like, didn't get super into it. And then after like seeing them at that show, I was so mad. I was like, I should have learned every single song. Like I saw like Evan and our friend Dylan, like just rocking out and just going crazy at that show and stuff. And I was like actually angry at myself because they were sweet and I didn't like take the time to like check them out. I'm angry. I'm angry that I didn't go to that show now because (laughs) I listened to balance composure and have like half their albums on vinyl and, and I really enjoy them. So yeah. Glad you said balance and composure. Yeah. That's really, they're, they're, they're a great band. Uh, I really don't know. Like, I listen to so much different stuff now. Like, well, I mean, what has hit you like recently? How about that? Recently, oh jeez. Lately, I've kind of been going through like a rough patch. Like, just a lot of stuff's been going on at home and like in life and at school. So, that's a lot more of the sadder side of things. Like, there's a band called Too Close to Touch that just released an album called Haven't Been Myself. And I just, like, got into it not too long ago. Like, I'd heard about them, and I was like, yeah, they're just another, like, post-hardcore trash band. And then I started listening to them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my life, like, in a nutshell. And so, yeah, that one's been hitting home as of recently. Evan? I don't know. I like so many bands and am influenced by a lot. Like, I don't even necessarily always like to listen to anything that's even close to what we would play. It's just, like... I don't know. I really like a band called Bulldog Eyes, um, a band called Everyone Everywhere. Though They have, like, two records that have just, like, I don't know, changed the way I listen to music and, like, appreciate different types of, like, music with, like, synthesizers and, like, weird stuff. But nothing that would, like, translate into Silver Age, really, I don't think. I don't know. It does. Hard whether you, question. Whether you know it or not, I think yeah. uh, no matter what we listen to, I think, like, all of us just bring little tiny bits and pieces of like what we're interested in and it mm-hmm. helps to make our music more diverse. And that, that's why I think that's I what that's, I think that's a good why music is just how it is because everything can influence music. It's just one mm-hmm. of those art forms that speaks to everyone and it's so important. And it's, it's, it's more important than people may have realized like the mm-hmm. arts and everything like that. At, you know, getting rid of something like that in any sort of way. And I, I, you hear stories about schools, you hear news spits uh, here and there about cutting the arts and everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need the arts more than, in in my opinion, like sports. 
Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the arts is more important and it's better exp- uh, expressions. I, you know, sports bring in the, in the cash, but you know, yeah, go got, ahead. Um, I totally couldn't agree more just cause I feel like, and the difference really is, is with sports, it's no, I'll, I won't take sports with art afterwards. There's like a result or something to take away that you can share with others which is just, I mean, that's just like more of a connection with other people versus like sports is like a thing where you go out and play. It's kind of individual. Yeah, it can be team oriented, but like after the game's over, you win or lose, and then it's you're on to the next one versus having something to take away afterwards. It's just a blip. Yep. That's all it is. It's just it's a stat. It's just a moment in time while art yep. and music and everything transcends. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like that. With sports, too, like, you get to a certain age, and it's like, well, I can't do this anymore. I'm an old fart. I mean, I can't go tackle people on a football field. <laughs> right. I'm going to break my legs. But with music, like, Rock till you, die. you see Rock bands that are, like, die. 80 years old still hitting it hard, and it's just like, dang, that can be me. There's an example <laughs> about that, and I can't think, I can't, uh, um, he was knighted, he was died, like, maybe a year ago, uh, he played Count Dooku in Star Wars. That's it. Christopher Lee died at like 90, but came out with like a rock album at like in his upper 80s. Man. Like, Old parts rock hard. Yeah, exactly. So like I feel like that's something, um, you know, performances and music and everything transcends time. And yeah. maybe it's just me because like I never I never liked sports. And <laughs> most of the people who bullied me while growing up were like sports fucks and uh <laughs> i uh <laughs> i i just didn't like it so um i i feel i always i always connected more with music yeah. and and that helped where with my career now in radio mm-hmm. and it helps me my you know my interests here and in doing stuff like this with cool dudes like you guys so um i got really excited before we started that not only steve is a fan but also drew and caleb are doctor who fans these two <laughs> this is the time where you two are are, are gonna be on the rest for a moment <laughs> you guys are doctor who fans which makes you very excited. So let's let's wrap for a moment um, on all of that. Um, what do you like about Doctor Who? What's your favorite? And you know, what are you excited for for the show? Uh, well, my favorite, I guess. Like, you mean like which Doctor? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with there. What? what uh, you well, know, I mean, who, I who's really your des- Doctor? I can't really decide. I would say the Eleventh Doctor, Matt Smith, would be mine. But also David Tennant, the Tenth Doctor, is great as well. Those like, are they're both, both my favorites too. Super great actors and stuff like that. I would only say the 11th Doctor just because he's, like, very zany, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of character to him. Uh, I like his bow tie, pretty much. <laughs> Fez's. Fez's. Yeah. I own one. Yes, I, I as, as well. I have one at my desk. <laughs> Fez's are dope. No, Fez's are cool. Remember this. Fez's are cool, man. Yeah. Good hip. Yeah. I would. I mean, mine's, mine's just about the same. I, like, I really, really... See, my problem when I watched uh, Doctor Who was... Whatever Doctor I was watching was my favorite. So, like, when I was watching The Ninth Doctor, he was my favorite. And then they switched to David Tennant, and I was mad. And I was like, this guy's dumb. I hate this guy. (laughs) And then, like, a couple, like, a few episodes in, I was like, you know what? I could kind of get used to this guy. And by the end, he was, like, my favorite. And then they switched to Matt Smith, and I'm like, where who's this guy? And where are his eyebrows? And then, like, I, I, like, continued to watch it, and I actually got, like, really into it. So it's kind of just, like... I don't know, and the I think the companions make a big difference too. Yeah. I think like, the big companions do a big, uh, big help. It it mm-hmm. humanizes this this more or less god. Yeah. So it's been interesting. Who is your favorite companion? Me. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say Rory and Amy. 
Yeah, the yeah. pods. pods I'd, were really I'd good. say Rory and Amy, or uh, I really liked Clara. I like really. She was smart. Was I awesome. thought. I think I I I personally of some of the newer doctors, I liked. I actually like Matt Smith a lot, and and David Tennant was tr- a tremendous actor. Christopher Eccleston is a cr- terrific a- actor. Peter Capaldi, who is at this time uh, the current Doctor, but is soon will be leaving the show. Um, I liked him because he was the old scraggly old man that's like tired of your shit, mm-hmm. Doctor. So <laughs> he was he was pissed off until he got a little lighthearted. But I liked that idea. But something about Matt Smith, who played like a nine hundred year old man, but it was also man child at the same time. He can get like fr- he's like. Like he could be like frolicky and serious at the same time. He can jump, and I really like how he acted in episodes. I still think Rose is uh, probably just the connection, and some of the stories with her was probably the best companion. I also really like um, uh, Donna Noble. I thought yep. she was tremendous during David Tennant's uh, years. Uh, the Pons were phenomenal. Um, uh, both the actors uh, who played the pawns were are great actors, and they moved on to some other things, and they they're still doing well with stuff. Um, I'm not a big fan of Clara, to be honest. Um, mm. I think she went <laughs> about a season too long. Okay, uh, in my opinion, I think it, it just it just went way too long. And then when it came to uh, old doctors, because if you haven't gotten Doctor Who, it's like fifty years old, like it's a fifty year old show. Um. I really liked. Obviously, everybody likes the Fourth Doctor. He's done a lot of good stuff. He's the he's the one that was actually showed on uh, PBS television in the states uh, back in the eighties. Uh, but uh, Peter Davison, uh, who was the Fifth Doctor, I always write. I re- I always liked his stories. I watch a lot of old Doctor Who on DVD when Netflix did the uh, one DVD out at a time and a limited streaming. So I would watch the c- newer stuff. The more recent ones from like 2005 on uh, on Netflix, and then I would watch one DVD out at a time, uh, and just individual stories, which were like five six episodes all on one DVD that last like I think a half hour each. Um, um, they were half hour each episode to go one story. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. that was our nerd part of the show. So we're back. We're back here. Oh, hey, wake up! Oh, oh hey, yeah. what's up? <laughs> hey. uh, you guys got one more song, and this one's a little bit different. Uh, it's it's stripped down, but you also it's a cover uh, from a band called Pedro the Lion. It's called Bad Diary Days. And tell me, why did you do this? Uh, because it's a really easy song. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's it? No, I, I mean it's a really easy song, but also it's a song that I really like. And when I first heard that song, I like what is just like, man, this song is next level incredible got super into um the album that's on it's hard to find a friend and subconsciously have been writing pedro the lion songs ever since wow I've never 
want to get in touch with silver age how do we do so um facebook twitter um gmail it's just all silver age mi AI instagram messaging that's no, why we, we don't have that google plus we do have a no, google, we do plus. google plus because yeah, we have to plus. yeah we have to but definitely yeah we keep facebook updated and mm-hmm. facebook and twitter are updated a lot so yeah. if you really want to know what's going on it's one of those two which everyone like once every three months we'll post a picture yeah yeah uh, i usually post about our band on my personal yeah, yeah but all of our personals have a ton of it it's on. uh at silver age mi for michigan like everything pretty is. much everywhere uh yeah facebook instagram twitter youtube we actually just uploaded our music video for camp lady that and we, we actually earlier. have a, a uh, another video that i'm not going to tell you what it's for that's just yeah. going to hit like soon that will just be on there we're not going to say anything about it you're just going to drop it one day just going to drop yeah, it on there be surprised and it'll be a big surprise. So I guess you'll have to pants. subscribe to us to find out when it comes yeah. out. <laughs> I've, I've seen that a lot recently. Is like a lot of people are just dropping music or dropping videos just without any hesitation. Is that does it keep? Do you do you get the same response as if you build it up, or is it just like the surprise factor is the big part of just dropping it out of nowhere? Well, I think the surprise factor definitely makes it like, whoa, this is just happening. Like, hello boom, you've got more music to listen to, but yeah. also the building it up, I think that does more than just surprise dropping it. Yeah. I think it definitely depends on the kind of band you are too. And like, uh, like you're, you're following for yeah, sure. you're following because like I've seen some bigger bands that just like randomly drop an album and it can go one of two ways. Like I've 
a band that I really like not that long ago just dropped a full entire album and I didn't listen to it for probably like three weeks at least like until I finally got around to it but um can't swim their like last album that they just dropped it's like their first full length um it was pretty good I'll give them that nice <laughs> but uh yeah I think it totally depends like on what kind of band you are and stuff because like I think if we just surprise dropped like an, an entire album, album or something and no one would buy it. yeah exactly we'd have to hype it up but like a video sure. people knew. video yeah. sure but single maybe mm-hmm. but the whole album probably at, at this stage of your it. career that would be it <laughs> yeah <laughs> at this stage of your career maybe a hype uh, hyping it up would be yeah would be uh, suggested Give so us more time to sorry no go ahead. go ahead set ourselves up for failure yeah 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 we suck don't listen to us Excellent. So, <laughs> perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Okay, show's over. That's the <laughs> end. Home. That's it, guys. Show's over. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> thanks, guys. No, no. Uh, thanks so much for uh, listening to this uh, this uh, installment of the On the Radar podcast. Of course, if you want to be featured on a future recording, please send us an EPK, a press kit, uh, to On the Radar Podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Master Bedroom on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, I think it's facebook.com slash. The, the master bedroom uh, facebook.com slash peepon on the radio that's also the same handle on twitter and instagram as peepon on the radio and of course be, make sure you uh, follow silver age make sure you take a listen to uh, some of the other past episodes we've done the flats tranquility subscribe on itunes and audio boom they are all rock so hard and i'm so fortunate that evans i could, I could do evidence in all of them <laughs> evans gonna be on all future releases evans just, actually just gonna live here he's just gonna live in the in the crawl space of the collingwood art center yeah. <laughs> which is where we are at right now in northwest ohio so thank you so much for listening this was the on the radar podcast i am peapod you are you and we are silver age and they are silver age <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>